Good morning. It's February 28th, and this is your daily brief in world news. Here's everything you need to know. In a bold statement that has reverberated across the globe, French President Macron has made it clear he's determined to thwart a Russian victory in Ukraine, even suggesting the possibility of deploying troops. This move has sparked a flurry of reactions from allies and adversaries alike, highlighting the complex web of international relations and the high stakes involved in the ongoing conflict in Ukraine's Donbass region. Amidst Macron's assertive stance, a chorus of European leaders from Germany, Poland, and the Czech Republic, alongside the United States, have quickly distanced themselves from the idea of sending troops to Ukraine. The United States has explicitly stated its position, confirming that it will not be sending soldiers to fight in Ukraine, a stance that underscores the delicate balance of support and direct involvement in the conflict. The Kremlin's response to the notion of Western military involvement was swift and stark, warning that such actions would make conflict inevitable. This stark warning comes as the international community grapples with the implications of further escalation in Ukraine. In a related development, the cost of dissent in Russia has been highlighted by the sentencing of Russian dissident Oleg Orlov. Orlov, who has been vocal in denouncing Moscow's military offensive in Ukraine, was sentenced to two and a half years in prison, a move that has drawn international attention to the suppression of free speech in Russia. As the situation in Ukraine's Donbass region remains tense, the debate over Western military involvement continues to divide European leaders. The unfolding scenario is a testament to the complex geopolitical landscape, where the lines between supporting an ally and becoming embroiled in conflict are finely drawn. In a stark warning, U.S. President Joe Biden cautioned Israel about the potential loss of international support for its Gaza offensive. This comes even as Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu highlights unwavering U.S. backing for Israel's military actions. Amidst this backdrop of geopolitical tension, the push for a ceasefire in Gaza has taken center stage, with Biden expressing optimism for a deal by early next week. The urgency to conclude the conflict is palpable, with Biden emphasizing the need for a swift resolution. Negotiations are currently making significant headway towards a ceasefire agreement that would allow for the safe exit of hostages from Gaza and the delivery of humanitarian aid. Despite the progress, a definitive deal has yet to be clinched, leaving the situation on a knife edge. The potential release of Israeli hostages is a critical component of the discussions, with U.S. diplomats actively engaging with Qatar, Egypt, and Israel to finalize the agreement. As the talks unfold in Qatar, the human cost of the conflict in Gaza becomes increasingly dire, with casualties mounting and the death toll rising. The ongoing negotiations aim not only to secure a ceasefire, but also to facilitate a humanitarian relief effort and the release of hostages. With President Biden hopeful for a resolution by early next week, the world watches closely, awaiting the outcome of these critical discussions. Decades of evasion have come to an end for Daniela Kleta, a former member of the notorious Red Army faction, with her arrest in Berlin. This marks a significant breakthrough in a case that has lingered unresolved for over 30 years, shedding light on the long shadow cast by the RAF's violent past. Klett, who had been evading law enforcement for more than three decades, 
was finally apprehended following a tip-off and the resurgence of a cold case program. She is accused of a litany of serious crimes, including attempted murder, a series of armed robberies spanning from 1999 to 2016, and involvement in a 1993 prison bombing. The RAF, to which Klett belonged, was a left-wing terrorist group active in the 1970s and 1980s, infamous for its attacks and kidnappings. The arrest of Klett, facilitated by a routine check and precipitated by a tip received in 2023, along with her feature on a German TV program, marks the end of her long tenure on the most wanted list. This event is hailed as a milestone in German crime history and a testament to the persistence of security authorities. However, the narrative surrounding the RAF and its members has sparked debate, particularly in light of Staatsministerin in Claudia Roth's draft for a new Rahmenkonzeption Erinnerungskultur, which has faced criticism for potentially minimizing the RAF's acts of violence and the importance of acknowledging the victims of political crimes. The capture of Daniela Kleta not only closes a chapter on a decades-long manhunt, but also reignites conversations about how societies remember and interpret their violent histories. This arrest underscores the enduring impact of the RAF's legacy on Germany's collective memory and the ongoing efforts to bring its members to justice. In a stark reminder of the risks faced by human rights defenders worldwide, Oleg Orlov, a leading figure in the fight for human rights in Russia, has been sentenced to prison. Orlov, co-chairman of the renowned rights group Memorial, finds himself at the center of a legal battle that underscores the challenges of advocating for freedom and justice in an increasingly repressive environment. Oleg Orlov, 70, has been a vocal critic of Russia's military actions in Ukraine and the domestic crackdown on dissent. His organization, Memorial, was banned in Russia in 2021, but has been a beacon of hope since 1989, documenting human rights abuses from the Stalin era to the present. This dedication to truth and accountability led to Orlov's initial fine and subsequent imprisonment for two and a half years on charges of discrediting Russia's military, following an appeal verdict on February 27, 2024. The international community, including the UN Special Rapporteur on Human Rights in Russia, Mariana Katsarova, has slammed Orlov's trial as politically motivated. This move to silence Orlov, and, by extension, Memorial, is part of a broader pattern of repression under Putin's regime, aimed at stifling independent thought and freedom of expression. Despite the heavy toll, the spirit of resistance remains undimmed. Tatiana Kasatkina, Orlov's wife, has expressed a steadfast determination to continue the work of Memorial. Their resolve is echoed by global voices like Amnesty International, which has condemned the trial as a sham and called for Orlov's immediate release. This case not only highlights the personal cost of standing up for human rights, but also the vital importance of international solidarity in the face of authoritarianism. In a shocking turn of events, a former cop stands accused of the brutal murder of a beloved Australian TV presenter and his boyfriend, casting a shadow over the community and sparking a nationwide conversation on police conduct and LGBTQ rights. The story unfolds with the arrest of Beau Lamar Condon, a former police officer, charged with the double murder of Jesse Baird and Luke Davies. The discovery of their bodies, concealed in surfboard bags on a secluded road in the NSW Southern Tablelands, marked a chilling end to the search for the missing Sydney couple. 
These remains have since been transported to the Lidcombe Mortuary for a detailed post-mortem examination, shedding light on the grim details of their demise. The breakthrough in the case came after a noticeable shift in Lamar Condon's demeanor during an interrogation at Silverwater Correctional Facility. His subsequent directions led the police to the bodies at a secondary location, a grim revelation that has since prompted a review of police firearm protocols, given the suspicion that Lamar Condon utilized his police-issued Glock in the commission of the murders. As the investigation stretches into the coming weeks, with forensic examinations and witness interviews ongoing, the NSW police force grapples with the profound impact of this tragedy on its ranks and the broader community. This case has not only brought closure to the grieving families, but also ignited urgent discussions on police reform and their engagement with the LGBTQ community. In response to the tragedy, there are calls to allow police officers to participate in the Mardi Gras parade, potentially out of uniform, a move supported by political leaders including the Prime Minister and Premier. Amidst the turmoil, the police force's commitment to procedural improvement and community relations remains a beacon of hope in a time of profound sorrow and reflection. This has been your daily brief in world news. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news forward slash podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with everything you need to know.